Thank you for joining us today. God is true to his word. He takes care of his children. In all aspects of our lives, we must make godly decisions and trust him for the outcome. The ever-increasing deprivation in our secular society is unrelenting, yet we should not be surprised because God said these things would be. We must stand firm, always making godly decisions no matter what. Listen as Pastor Rander ministers to us with Bible, pen, and paper handy. As we involve ourselves in the process of doing the Lord's work, he will reveal his direction for our lives. In other words, those who are actively involved in doing the work of ministry will receive guidance and direction from God instead of sitting and doing nothing or just talking about what you want to do. You know, God doesn't use lazy folk. He used people who are active, who, 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 who are in the process. And once you get in the process, once you get your feet in the water, God begins to show you some things. But God says, why should I show you something? You haven't made the first step yet. Verse 7 says, after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. Start moving toward God and he will direct your path. I want to say something. Be thankful for God's denial in our lives because we can't see what God sees. Be thankful for God's denials in your life because you don't know what God knows. Denials teach us to trust and depend on the Lord even when we don't understand. A true sign of spiritual maturity is when we can be thankful when God says no. You're not pouting. You're not mad. God said, don't you touch that woman. Don't you go there. Don't you date, don't you date her one time. Don't take that job. Don't buy, don't you buy that house. Uh, don't, don't buy that car. <laughs> Don't 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 spend that money. You said you're gonna say, don't you spend it? And you spend it. You see? And so 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 but but and, uh, something you want really bad and you just want it so badly until you move ahead of God, and then God used that very thing that you thought you had to have, and He whooped you all over into next year. <laughs> you know, and these okay, God, I surrender, I surrender, I learned my lesson. God said, I told you. No, no means no. A true sign of spiritual maturity is when we can be thankful when God says no. And, and be honest, as we look back later in life, can you now see the blessings in God's denial? How many of you can think of something of several things that you thought you wanted so badly and God didn't let you get it? And now you weigh on the other side and you look and beg and say, oh, I'm so glad God didn't listen to my crazy self. Anybody like that? I mean, you look back now, you say, ooh, I'm so glad that God didn't give me what I was asking for. You know why? He knows the beginning and the end. He knows around the next corner, and he knows what you can handle. A sign of spiritual maturity is when you can accept the denials of God with reverence and respect to the glory of God. Number four. Our best decisions are made when we make listening to God a priority. Our best decisions are made when we make listening to God a priority. In other words, God speaks in ways that we do not expect. Therefore, having a listening ear, we must have a listening ear and an ear and an open heart. Our best decisions are made 
when we make listening to God a priority. God speaks in ways we do not expect. Therefore, have a listening ear. You must have a listening ear and an open heart to hear what God is saying. God is not going to scream at you. God is not going to shout. He speaks in a still, small voice. He, he, he speaks through thoughts as you engage in scripture. First Samuel 3.10 says, Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel answered, Speak, Lord, speak, for your servant hears. First Samuel 3.19 says, So Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. He did not waste the word of God. Let me say, tell you something about listening to God that will help you from this point on. First, God is speaking. He's speaking. God is speaking. However, if you refuse to cultivate a listening ear, you will miss what God is saying. He's been speaking. But if you're not listening, you'll miss what he is saying. So you have to cultivate a listening ear. In other words, the more you resist the voice of God, the harder your heart becomes. The harder your heart becomes when you resist listening to God. Ultimately, your heart can become so hardened to the point that you cannot hear God. And furthermore, he won't even answer you when you talk because of the hardness of your heart. Your heart can be so hard that when you try to speak to God, you say, I'm not listening because you have a rebellious spirit. It's critical that we cultivate a a listening heart. Uh, Next, when when we have an intimate relationship with the Lord about this listening business, when we have an intimate relationship with the Lord, we will recognize his voice and know when he is speaking to us. When you're communing with God, talking with God, God's talking, you're talking to God in prayer. God is talking to you through the word. You talking to God in prayer. God is talking back to you uh, through the word of God, the spirit of God. You keep talking to God in prayer. He keeps talking back to you. All of a sudden you have such a sweet communion that you know when he is speaking. You know when he is speaking because you have healthy spiritual conversations daily with God. Uh, When God speaks, He doesn't always make sense and he will take us in a way that we have not been before. I mean, God, God, God is a strange God. He takes you in ways you haven't been. I've never done this before. I've never been. God, you, you gotta be kidding me. But God doesn't always make sense. When God told Abraham to leave, not knowing where he was going, that did not make sense. When God speaks, he doesn't always make sense. And he will take us in a way that we have not been before. My friend, God is a mysterious God and God is an unpredictable God. You can't predict God's moves in your life. He's unpredictable. He's mysterious. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. That's why you can't figure me out, he says. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord, for as the heavens are higher than the earth. Now, you know, that's high. So are my ways higher than your little ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. He's a big God. He's an infinite God. He's a mysterious God. 
And God moves in ways that our little finite minds can't understand. But at the end of the day, we say, wow, look what God has done. And only God can work in a way I never thought. About this listening to God business, let me tell you something, my friends. Business, noise, and an inability to be still and be quiet will hinder us from hearing the voice of God. Some of you all can't hear. You know why? You're too noisy. You got stuff hanging all on you. You got stuff all in your ear. You just jingle when you walk. You got every kind of technology. And then you wonder, I don't know God. I don't know what to do. I don't know God's plan for my life. Well, God says, de-arm yourself with all those wires. Too noisy, too loud. Talk, talk, talk. Be quiet. Be quiet. Be yourself still. Some folk can't come to the house of God and stay to the benediction, miss God's blessing because they're always in the go mode. Where are you going? Unless you're going to work, why do you think you're so important? You can't be still in God's house. You can't be still in the chair. You can't be still on the bed. You can't be still. You got to move a lot us. You just got to move. When are you going to be yourself still so you can hear God's voice? Quieten yourself. That's the only way you can hear God. He's not going to yell or scream. In Jim Elliott's memoirs, he wrote, and I quote, I am convinced that in the future, Satan will have a monopoly on us in three areas. And this was written many years ago. And the three areas that Satan will have a monopoly on is noise and people love noise. My wife and I were in Houston uh, uh, the other week and I pulled up beside this this car, this truck, and the music was going. And my car was just rocking. I thought we were were having an earthquake. I said, oh, my goodness. It was just enveloping that person. Noise. We like noise. Loud television. Loud means better. The louder it is, the more spiritual it is. It's got to be loud. Loud. So he says, noise. The other is busyness. You go, go here, there. You, you, you so important. And so you got, you move, you think, you move, you go, 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 go. And at the end of the day, you have missed God because of busyness. And then crowds, people like crowds. They think the bigger the crowd, the better the church, the bigger the crowd, the football game. We, we like crowds and big crowds. I think over there, just the other week, they had a crowd. It was a stampede. Did y'all hear that? There was a stampede over in Shanghai, China, somewhere. And I don't know what caused it. New Year's uh, Eve celebration. And they had this. They should have been in church. People all down Alamo Plaza and all that with those party hats on and all that. But listen, we left here on a spiritual high without a hangover. Yeah. Got to be with crowds. Got to be with the movers and the shakers and the end things. Jim Elliott said, I am convinced that in the future, Satan will have a monopoly on us in three areas. Noise, busyness, and crowds. And you know what? All these years after he's going to be with the Lord, it has come true. 
Let me tell you this too about listening to God. Listen to me closely. Beloved, do not be deceived. If what you are hearing contradicts the word, then you are not hearing from God. If somebody come into your life, it, it could be a relative, it could be your wife, it could be your uncle, your aunt, your child, your, your grandparent, it could be a co-worker, it could be a frat brother, sorrow brother, a co-worker, what, whatever they are. If they are speaking and it contradicts the scripture, that is of the devil. I don't care who it's coming from. Be not deceived. If what you are hearing contradicts God's word, they're saying one thing, but the word of God says another. You better spit it out, not receive it and say, get, look, don't, don't bring that mess to me. Let me give you a scripture on that. Deuteronomy chapter 13, verses four and five. God is serious about your hearing the right voices because there are many voices out there to lead you astray, to doom you, to damn you, to, to, to derail you, to destroy you. Deuteronomy chapter 13, verses four and five. It says, You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. You shall serve him and hold fast to him, the Lord. Verse five. But that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has spoken in order to turn you away from the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of bondage to entice you from the way in which the Lord your God commanded you to walk. So you shall put away the evil from your midst. Listen, if what they are saying contradicts God's word, don't receive it. Dismiss it and and uh, and move on to the glory of God. There are a lot of voices out there on television, on radio, in books, on the internet. And listen, you have to have discerning spirit. You need to cry out for God that He would give you wisdom to discriminate and discern. Number five, we make better decisions as we draw near to God and have intimate communion with Him. We make better decisions when we draw near to God and have intimate communion with him. James 4, 8a says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. In other words, the closer you get to God, the better your decisions. The farther, the farther from God you get, the worse your decisions. We make our worst decisions when we drift further away from the Lord. We drift from the word, don't read the word. And when we fail to worship God in his house with his people on the Lord's day, which is today, you must refuse to allow Satan to disconnect you from the Lord's church. Satan's going to do everything he can this year to keep you away from the house of God to hear messages like this so that he can destroy you. Satan's plan for your life is to destroy you. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy, says the gospel of John 10, 10. Satan Satan hates you and he's strategizing how he can shipwreck your life. And if you get disconnected from hearing the word of God like this, You are ripe to be destroyed by the enemy, my friend. Hebrews 10, 24, 25 says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. 
You're not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together on the Lord's day. Let me just let's go last year. When is the last time you've come to the Lord's house four consecutive Sundays on time with your Bible? Okay, look how quiet it got. I saw some hands go up. Praise God. And listen, if if you shake on that, and if you if you if your feet get stepped on, that's a sign that you need to step it up this year and stop letting a little rain, a little drop of rain. It can just it can just drop a little drop. Oh, it's flooding outside. No, it's just a little fog. It's foggy outside. I'm seeing tornadoes. You see everything. But on Monday morning, you out there. In eight inches of water and on time for work, in time to drink coffee. I don't understand. You mean tell me you love money more than God? More than God? If we were giving up a million dollars per person, we'd have a line all the way down to I-10. But we have something more valuable than rubies, more valuable than gold, more valuable than diamonds, more valuable than money. We have the word of the living God to save your life, to rescue your life, to direct your life, to heal you like no one else can, my friends. Stop missing the assembling of yourselves together with the with the people of God. I don't have to go to church. I can listen to it on the internet. That is of the devil. I can stay at home and watch TV. Get sick and see if they're going to come see you. See if they're going to bury you if you die. See if they're going to marry your sons and daughters and bless your babies when you want them blessed. Let the television do it. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Some of you, some of you, the only time you're going to get to church is when we roll you in, and that's an embarrassment. Wise decisions are made as you seek a deeper communion with God and remain faithful to his church. Number six in decision making. We cannot please the Lord or grow spiritually until we make a decision to take every thought captive that is not from God. Y'all, this is of monumental importance. We cannot Please our Lord or grow spiritually until we make a decision to take every thought, what? Captive. That is not from God. You take it captive at the point of entry. Second Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought, say every thought, bringing every thought. That is not of God, that is not of, that is not of God into captivity, uh, to the obedience of Christ so that you, your life won't be held captive. There is an intense battle for your mind, for your mind. If we fail to identify and take captive every thought that is satanic in nature, we will lose the battle for our mind. Strongholds. We'll take over if we don't take those thoughts captive at the point of entry. Stronghold of what? Anger. Some of you have been angry too long this past year. You're walking time bomb. And God needs to heal your anger. Some of you have been bitter too long. Bitter, bitter over things concerning your husband, your, your wife, your children, grandchildren, in-laws, and on and on it goes. Brothers, siblings. Uh, human ability. You need to take that. I can handle it. I can do it. I know what I'm doing. You can, don't tell me. I, I know what that's, that, that's human ability wrapped up in yourself. Human reasoning. You, you're too smart for your own britches. 
Your IQ is so high. You're, you, you, you're so intelligent. But let me tell you something. Excuse the English, but you ain't all that. Human reasoning, you know, and you, you exalt that above God. Pride, pride, and, and, and pride uh, uh, comes, uh, 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 brings destruction. Pornography, take that thought captive. You'd be surprised how many men and women right here in this congregation by radio and television are hooked on porn. And it's, and it's, it's, it's damnable and it's devilish. And it's just a click away right in your hand in that gadget that you told around, that you carry around. Just click it and there are all that nudity and all that stuff. Uh, say it makes sense so accessible. What can be used for good can be used for evil. Sexual immorality, take those thoughts captive. Selfishness, take it captive. Worry, some of you worried too much this past year. You need to take captive those thoughts of worry. How has worry helped you the least little bit? But it can destroy you. It can wear you down. It can stress you out. Drugs and alcohol, taking it captive. Technology. Too much technology in your life. We need it, but it shouldn't rule our lives. We need to walk away from it. We ought not run to the email, run to the texting, the tweeting, and all these other things uh, that I can't even call that you know about. And and then and then uh, take captive rehearsing past hurts. Rehearsing past hurt. How many of you been hurt before? How many of you got hurt last year? Look at hands go. Listen, and you know what? And, and if you're not careful, I, 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 that's me too. You, you can put that thing in your mind and it keeps coming up. It be coming up and you keep turning it over and over in your mind. And you know what? It begins to be, it, it begins to define you. It begins to take over your life and it begins to control your life. You have to take captive those past hurtful thoughts so that you can move on and fulfill the destiny that God has for you, my friend. You know, because if if you don't take those thoughts captive, uh, they will rule your life. This is why we must be alert and take every every thought captive, every thought that is not of God, every satanic thought that seeks to enter your mind. Take it captive to the obedience of Christ daily, daily through prayer, through the word of God, through the Holy Spirit's power. You can't win over those thoughts without the help of the Holy Spirit. Be mindful, you cannot win the battle for your mind with carnal, secular weapons. Uh, Number seven in decision making. A true sign of spiritual maturity is when we can make a decisive commitment to honor the Lord first with 10% of our income, the tithe. A true sign of spiritual maturity is when we can make a a decisive commitment. Say decisive commitment. Say it again. Make a decisive commitment to honor the Lord first with 10% of our income. Malachi 3, 8 through 10 says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessings that there will not be room enough to receive it. My friends, listen to me closely. Don't expect God to open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings into your life while you possess a spirit of ingratitude toward God, stinginess when it comes to giving, or you're giving grudgingly, not wanting to. You find yourself giving more to Macy's and Dillard's and, and, and all these other things, buying these big expensive dinners, and uh, sometimes they don't even taste good. 
putting monies everywhere. Got 500 cable channels. Gamble your money away with Lotteria and then bring God two, two cents or a dollar bill. God blesses saints who give cheerfully and generously to his church. You can't beat God's giving. How much did you pay for that rain these last recent days? How much did you pay for? How much, what was the tax on your ability to inhale and exhale? <laughs> we can go on and on and on. And my friend, you do yourself a tremendous disservice when you can give to everything else and give to yourself and rob God and, and then say, oh, God, help me. Why should God help somebody that's robbing him? My friends, you can't beat his giving. Number eight, what the Lord's church is in dire need of are saints who are faithful, saints who are steadfast and loyal to the cause of Christ in a day where there is so much unfaithfulness. I repeat, what the Lord's church is in dire need of are saints who are faithful, say faithful, steadfast, and loyal to the cause of Christ in a day where there is so much unfaithfulness amidst God's people. There's so much disloyalty amidst God's people. There's so much church hopping. There are people, they go from church to church to church. We lose when we say we belong to God, yet do not do the things he says. When we surrender our lives, we are saying that we willingly live in total submission to him. Jesus willingly suffered and died for us, thereby paying for our salvation in full. We must stand on the promises of God no matter what the cost, because in the end, we will inherit eternal life free of charge. The price has been paid in full. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.